Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Good. How are you? All right. Do you still do you have a three day weekend or is it you got to go to work tomorrow? I have a four day weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, you <laughs> I stay off too. No, I, I took Friday off. Mm. Yeah, so took Friday off, and uh, that way I could have a extra long weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good deal. I wish I could have. I would have done the same. I left early though. I went in early and then left early. Yeah, it, it's funny. My at my job, um, it's it's usually dead on Fridays. Yeah, because um, people work four tens or. Yeah, or or people just have like, people just have like so much time saved up. Yeah, that, that they'll they, flex their week. Yeah, yeah, um, and then other t- other people just like taking Fridays off. So I never accumulate yeah. as much hours, but there's people I work with that have like four out four hundred hours of vacation. I'm like, <laughs> God dang. You can't get oh, yeah. more. You can't get more than that where I work. Like if you hit 400, you lose it. Like you can't acquire any more than that. Yeah, it's. So it's... I I don't understand how they ever get there because I I would, I would never let myself get there. I would make sure I yeah. was always taking two hours off a week or something, you know, to burn. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it, it's, it's similar where I'm at too. Um, a lot of, uh, so obviously, you know, the longer you've been there, the more you accrue. Right. Uh, but then um, people have, have just banked so much time that, that they can't earn anymore. They just lose it. So they have to take so much off, like every two weeks. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't have that problem, but... I don't, ever, nice I don't ever. I don't ever. I don't. Yeah, I would. I never go below like two hundred. I always have like two hundred banked, but I always stay around that, t- you know, area because not only do we get, do I acquire, I think it's like thirteen point something every month, because mm. I get four weeks of vacation. Yeah. But, um, I also. Th- your your vacation rolls over from year to year. Yeah. The I also get forty hours granted, and and what granted is is that's like your sick leave. However, mm. you could still use. You could use your sick leave as personal business or vacation. That's up to you. That just means oh, if you get cool. if you get sick. Yeah. You, you it's up to you to use your vacation if you burn all your sick leave. Right. <laughs> And then yeah. we get and then we get holidays. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we we're yeah, we get a lot of holidays, which is nice. Um and then um so our, our recent in I'd say just like 2 or 3 years ago, our like they changed they changed how our time off works. So um we used to have so much sick leave and then we'd have our like personal time. Um, but they now have like lumped it all together. Yeah. So, so whatever you take, um, 
whatever time off you take can be for whatever you want it to be, but then it, it also has to cover your sick time too. Right. Yeah. But I, I think I, I think I accrue probably right pretty close to like what you do because yeah, I get in a fraction. Yeah. Cause I get for every two weeks I get just slightly under a full day. Yeah. Um, so you add so that over a month, and you, yeah, uh, yeah, it's about yeah, it's about thirteen hours. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's nice to have that benefit. I, I, oh I, yeah. I, what I wish I could do is, I wish that I had. the The thing about work is, you get the impression that you can't, you can't take a lot of time. Because you right. have work to do, you have to meet your deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if I if I had a downtime, like where I where I haven't had downtime, I had one week of downtime one one time in my whole life. <laughs> wow. I but everything else has been like going a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Trying to get shit done. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I wish I could just say I want to take off two weeks. Mm-hmm. And just burn some more time down because the the other thing that I get is I get two days off for Thanksgiving, so I get Thursday and Friday. Yeah, as, so do as, I. As the holiday, and then I get the whole week off for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I that that means I don't have to use my vacation. I get that off. Yeah, that's nice. So I don't burn vacation unless I say, oh, I want to take New Year's you know new year's eve or something off mm-hmm. however it lands yeah but, uh, sometimes i'll just do two weeks and that goes by too damn fast because we usually go, <laughs> we usually go back home yeah and it, before you know it a week is gone like you don't even it, it's so damn fast i just yeah, wish after that slower (laughs) yeah and then after that two weeks is up you just you always feel terrible you're like oh i gotta go back now yeah you almost need a vacation (laughs) from the vacation i don't know that's what i always tell my friend yeah (laughs) you need a vacation from the vacation yeah you need like the wind down i i always try to we, we don't always get to do it we didn't get to this last time but i always like to have one day to wind down, you know, like you get back from vacation at, at home, yeah. yeah, and you have one day to like do laundry or go get groceries or and just not work. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, just sit when and I veg can out. Do that, yeah, just veg out, and you you kind of just don't do much. Yeah, that's that's like my favorite is to just sit and not do much. <laughs> yeah, Saturdays is my favorite Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah yeah that's my favorite reading time that's when i get reading done yeah i uh i can usually get some done like i'll i'll get up and i'll i'll make breakfast and i can usually like like i'll be cooking at the stove and i'll just like be holding like a comic and i I can do some reading like that and that's impressive my, I'll, I would I'll also something. like read with my read with my breakfast also. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I can. If you tell me, I can like watch if, if like Gotham 
by gaslight, I could watch it while I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't like cook and watch it. Yeah. Although well, I don't not... cook much. Like yeah. I, I my mine if I'm frying bologna, that's about as far as I get. <laughs> <laughs> or making a sandwich or microwaving something. Yeah. Barb does all the cooking, thank God. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind doing it. Like, if I was retired, I that's something I'd like to learn to do. Mm-hmm. Just, like, learn to make a couple of dishes, you know, and do it yeah. well. Yeah, I just uh, I just do a lot of Googling, yeah. you know, and, and look for stuff, look for ideas, and, um, yeah, and I... I don't make anything crazy, but like usually it's just, you know, um, <clears throat> sauteing, uh, veggies and, you know, and then whatever, whatever meat we have. Right. The main, so it's, the main dish plus your vegetables. Yeah. <clears throat> nothing too complicated. Yeah. Well, today is, uh, we get to pick stuff. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you've thought much about it. Um, I haven't. And actually, to be honest, I forgot about that. (laughs) 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 I'm pulling up the app right now, though. I know what mine are. Okay. Um, At least I know what my comics are. And I I was thinking, I I wanted to... uh, Go into uh, Batman Streets of Gotham, but then I was like, "Well, that has Ooh. the that has the Manhunter backup, and we haven't finished. <laughs> does, we yeah. haven't we haven't finished the Manhunter, and yeah. I'm like, okay, so I think I think I want to choose one of them is what are we like 16 through 20? I think. Um, did we read that far? through 15 or did we read through 10 i can't remember yeah i don't remember either um, i have to look at the show notes i didn't think we had read that much you think we read I, till 10 yeah that sounds more like it to me um i could be wrong though i'll check i usually put the issues in the Uh, that was Event Leviathan, Dead Man. Yeah, we read to 15. Oh, wow. In episode 20, we did up, uh, 11 through 15, so... Okay, cool. I am choosing 16 through 20... Okay. ...as the next batch. And then I'm choosing something I haven't read as my second pick, like, to to put in the, the poll. And, uh... Okay. I've already sampled the first issue to see if I would like it, like to <laughs> to make it a choice, mm-hmm. and I did. I, I I was real surprised how dark it was, and um, I I want to do Swamp Thing 2000, which is the BKV one. Oh okay. Uh, issues one through five. Okay. Swamp Thing 2000. I ne- I've never read that. I don't even own those. Hmm. So uh, it it starts with issue one. It came after the big, long-running Vertigo series. Mm-hmm. And then this one came. 
and it seems to focus on Taffy, the daughter, which is is really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that would be an interesting one to check out. It's kind of cool that some of the Vertigo stuff is making its way into the into the app. Yeah, I mean, I don't they see have any the reason Doom why it shouldn't. And the but... Swamp thing. Yeah. I haven't seen any like I haven't seen any Vertigo on the edges like the kitchen or you know like some of the creator own stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... That, that's what I would have chosen, because I, I read The Kitchen for Geek Brunch, and I loved it, and then I watched the movie, and now I want to read it again, because I want to compare it to the movie. Mm-hmm. So, those are, those are my, uh, my picks for the comics. Okay, um, so I have my first... I have my first comic, I think. I'm just looking to see what what year what year I want to pick. Um, uh, let's see. Nick wanted this too. Like he wanted he wanted us to think about what our titles were on the podcast. Oh, did he? Yeah, and why? He didn't want to like have them prepped already. Oh well, he's he's getting his <laughs> so wish he's here. He's getting his wish here for this you. Is, yeah. yeah, this is probably uh, really thrilling to listen to. <laughs> um. Okay, how about so? My first pick is going to be um, uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, so it's the 2010 series and is that Beecham? yeah okay and it's just six issues so might as well do the six issues yeah that was prior to new 52 right that was right before they stopped right right before it yeah. yeah that's a that is an interesting time to explore like, because yeah, they were, I, like, getting ready for stuff, but some of them were finishing up. Yeah. The Flashpoint um, era is really interesting. They were doing some crazy shit. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't read a whole lot from that era. Um, obviously, like, I've read Flashpoint. I loved Flashpoint, and I loved, you know, all the Flash stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh and then um and then i've read like the the green lantern but not much else i didn't even look to see if they had the adventure comics run that's pretty cool because they have legion in there oh um let's see i didn't pay attention but that was a good run Uh, and looks then like they had they, like like they I don't do think, have it. Do they the, really? The, the Jeff Johns one. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. Um, and 
Heck, I'll just go ahead and pick one through four of that. Of uh, what Adventure was, Comics. Adventure Comics? Yeah, that looks good. So I'll do Batman Beyond, The Beachin'. One through uh, six, one, and one Adventure Comics six. one through four. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple that I like poked around with, but I can't remember what I was looking for, and they didn't have it. Hmm. And... Um, but I was looking for like obscure stuff. Like I didn't expect them to have it. I was hoping, hoping they would. Yeah, they have a lot. They've they've added so much. Yeah. It's uh, I mean it, it's so much different right now than than how it was like how when it, it first started. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope it continues to do okay for them. That makes it. They keep doing it, kind of like Marvel Unlimited to comp- compete. Yeah, I do too. Because I think it's worth it. You know, you read in a handful of comics every month, and you you get your seven bucks worth or whatever you're paying. Oh, for sure. Because like all the stuff, like I I have so much stuff that I want to read and if I didn't have the app I would just be buying back issues you know yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is so much uh, cheaper mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh, it's a no brainer for anybody that wants to read DC stuff and then also check out the the shows. I mean, even if you don't watch the shows, if you just read the comics, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. So my animated one, I thought about it for a while, and I think I want to go from Batman to Superman. So I was gonna pick uh, Death of Superman. Oh, nice. Okay. Not not the original. There was an the older new one, one called right? Yeah. I, there was a. There was one called Superman Doomsday that came out yeah, a long yep. time ago, but I'm picking the new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I'll I'll pick a new one also. I'll go with Hush. Okay. I'll pick the new Hush one because I'm sure that's awesome. I wonder what they're going to do to change it up. I've heard they have changed it up. I heard... Go- to tell you the truth, I've never read uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Believe it or not, <laughs> I I hadn't I hadn't either. I hadn't. So read so it my either. first my first exposure is the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I I bet it's really close though. I don't know. I, I I wonder. I wonder if they threw the ending like who the yeah. Ripper was is different. That that di- that did surprise me. Um, That's what I liked about it, though. Yeah, like it yeah. it threw it because the 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 things that I think they did amazing in the series is the animation's really tight. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. It captures the time period. I I like the way they did Bruce and Selena. Like so they made Selena an awesome character. Oh yeah. Like, like I I really dug her. Like she was awesome. And I like how they threw Leslie Tompkins as a nun. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started oh, and off the, uh... with Poison Ivy being like a lady of the, kind of like a, a singer lady. And yeah, what about the uh, what about the Robins? Oh, the Robins! They were it was like Oliver <laughs> Twist. 
Yeah, the orphans. It was <laughs> it was so much like Oliver Twist. I I was like, oh wow, you had Dickie as you know, and you had Jason and and Tim and Tim. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't really play cool. a big part, but they they came through at the end. You know, they did some things. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't realize who they were until until I heard you know one of them called the other Jason, and then yeah. they then the other one called the the one Tim. And they had um, like. Jason was like the wild card too. <laughs> like he's the one like we don't yeah. need to finish this job, you know, like yeah. <laughs> let's just go. And the I think it was Dick that said, "No, they Alfred fed us and or it yeah. might have been Tim, you know, they fed us. We got to finish the job." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that was that was good. So Gotham by Gaslight is sort of like Batman with Jack the Ripper. Yep, it's like the the Jack the Ripper story, basically. And it does have like a Harvey Bullock, a Commissioner Gordon, Selena Kyle, Leslie Tompkins. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Like, that's who I thought the Ripper was going to be. Yeah, I so at first I, I didn't know was... if they were throwing a curveball, though. <laughs> Yeah, at first I thought it was going to be Hugo Strange, but then I they show Hugo Strange and he's so small. And yeah. I was like, well, it's not him. So well, then I thought Well, he's got the doctor was... background, so you're maybe he could be him. Right. And he's yeah. always doing, you know, the weird experiments too, yeah. so. I thought it was going to be Harvey cuz in this one he had like an alcohol problem. And I I thought they were going to do it like like a two-faced thing you know like yeah yeah like a jekyll and hyde they even mentioned i think selena says you're like jekyll and hyde because you drink yeah. and you're like a a whole different personality so i was yeah. like well what if he's drinking and he's he's killing all these women yeah yeah i thought that too and that was a that was a nice uh little detail to the jekyll and hyde yeah um and then they 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 even had the scene that throws you off where where uh Gordon is like having a nightmare that the the ripper gets Barbara, yeah, and so that kind of throws you off um seeing that, but then when uh, when Batman goes into his house and uh and his wife is like trying to keep him out of that that hidden room. That was like that was dark. That, that was, was creepy. That yeah. that is like rated R. That is that is so like not for kids. Like yeah, she, that is like, totally adult because it's it's freaky. It's like Silence of the Lambs crazy. Oh yeah, like she and was abusive. totally like she was abused. Oh, yeah, he abused she was, her. She was totally like brainwashed. Yeah. And like you see, the side of her face is burnt. Like, yeah, it's like the, it's like the the religious um, fanatics that they just go beyond anything. You know, yeah. like the ones that are like you know hurting their hurting their kids and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then the way it, you know, like, Selena's like, 
because Bruce went to prison. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, he got fra- framed by Harvey, who was his friend. Yeah, he did. And... But he also had like witnesses, like that one homeless woman. Oh w- yeah, was like spying on him when he jumped the fence, and then <laughs> found Leslie. Like he was standing over Leslie's corpse. I loved how yeah. Leslie says, "Like I forgive you." You know, like <laughs> she was standing in front of the Ripper. And she's like, I forgive you, and there's nothing. I'm, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play scared for you. You know. Yeah. That's what you was... want. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, she they was a they tough did. Woman. Uh, yeah, it, her her yeah, she was like they did her character perfectly with that. Um, she was like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beg you, and yeah. I'm not gonna. Um, I think she said she's not going to like scream or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was good. She and, did uh, scream though because Bruce heard it and he was like, I yeah, got to get over there. Yeah. yeah, she did. And that the yeah, the old lady then tried to blackmail Bruce at at uh at Leslie's funeral. I think she really believed he was the guilty though. Yeah, cuz she saw him sneaking around yeah. to, like right right before Leslie was murdered. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, yeah, the, uh, the interesting part, or I guess an, another, another thing that kind of, um, was Bruce's, uh, kind of nearly Bruce's downfall was, uh, um, so I guess him and Harvey were friends and uh then Harvey Harvey was jealous of his relationship with Selena um, cuz when they're like out drinking That was that was weird though too cuz they went to go see Selena perform Yeah and they're both going like gaga over her but it's <laughs> like oh man I need to get some of this action and all this stuff and he's like Bruce is like, you're married, Harvey. Yeah, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, what world do you live in? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah he that's was just jealous a formality. Of Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's jealous of Bruce and he's married. Oh, and, I, uh, I love when they're searching for the Ripper and Bruce is injured. And then Selena kind of like saves his ass in the coach. Oh yeah, in the carriage. Yeah. And then they, they're like, the police are coming around. They're checking everything. So like they get in the coach and like she just has his shirt off and she takes her top off and they, yeah. pretend they're, they pretend they're getting it on and they're like excuse me Bruce sorry to interrupt <laughs> that was like the yeah that was the perfect uh, perfect like uh, way to hide yeah the they perfect that... Bruce Wayne uh, moment. That whole scene at like Arkham was weird too, because the Hugo Strange was telling Bruce that he thinks he knows what's going on and his personality is like, you need mm-hmm. to show up, you need to show up over here. So he goes over there as Batman because he's like, you need you you can contact Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know everybody in this town. You've got wealth and you should know everybody and bring, you know, bring Batman here. <laughs> and you're like, well, is he, that's probably, you know, is he the killer? Is what, is he's trying to draw Bruce in or something? 
Yeah. And then they get there and like Jack the Ripper's they're trying to kill Hugo Strange. And I like the way he kills Hugo too. He throws him in the pit. Yeah, they, with they, all they, the pieces. They rip him apart. Yeah. No, they like pull his arms apart. Everything they like tear <laughs> him apart. <laughs> yeah. Because he's using like electrotherapy and all kinds of things. He's torturing these poor people. So he he falls in the yeah. pit and they just tear him up. Yeah, because he's telling Bruce about the uh, about like the lobotomy yeah. that he the lobotomies that he's doing. Um, but they do a really good job of making you like they really play up uh, Hugo Strange like he's got something like he's hiding something. Um, yeah. You know, and like he's got something sinister going on, and then you know, and then there's that scene where, where Jack, uh, you know, goes in and attacks Hugo. So then obviously it's not him, but. But that's cool it, because Hugo's first impression: you're not gonna kill me. You only kill yeah. women. You only kill women. Yeah. You ha- you have this complex, like he's yeah, using he's psychology. Like... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, I forget the wording he uses, yeah. but he's like, um, he says something like, I something like, I don't fit, I don't fit the profile. Like you're going against your, your, uh, your values or whatever, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> like Hugo's really trying to get in his head. Yeah, I was impressed. I. I really was. I I was kind of drawn into it. Like I like that they made it a, like a darker. I don't know. It was more adult oriented than it was for like all audiences for sure. Yeah, and I I mean I would say that that's true with with most of their adaptations they do. Mm-hmm. Like like the um uh. The examples I can think of, like the the Flashpoint paradox, and yeah. there's like the the Justice League uh, War one. They have uh, cussing too. This one, yeah. This one I don't yeah. remember having too much cussing, but it did have like sexual situations and violence. Like the violence was Jack the Ripper murdering people. Yeah, and it was pretty. Uh, it, they didn't. They didn't show any of that, but it's still like what is implied is pretty graphic. Yeah, violence against women too. Like it's. Yeah. It's, not, it's it's a hard subject to, to show. You know what I mean? I mean, it happens all the time, but it's like one our society likes to not just show it. Like this is what it is. Yeah, and and as, and also like just the way that it's being done, like with the the knife he's literally just like carving them up yeah um there was there was some cussing um i can't remember like i know somebody says shit at some point in there because mm. that kind that kind of surprised me um or it kind of did and it didn't the part that surprised me is just the ripping apart of <laughs> You go straight. That, that looked violent. You just, you just see like arms and legs just coming apart, like just. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll say the part that surprised me was uh, 
was uh, Gordon's wife. That that that, that surprised scene. me too, and the and just the scene like when yeah. Bruce goes back there, and he's <laughs> like, whole, he like looks at the wall and he sees like, wow, you know this guy's a great fighter, and it shows him like in the boxing ring, and it shows him like doing medical things, so like he knows where to cut and stuff, mm-hmm. and he he sees all that, and then he sees all the jars of organs and stuff, <laughs> and he's like, oh my god. And then she comes in, and you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, because it, it's like she, because uh, you kind of wonder, like, when you first see her, like, does she know what's going on, or, um, you know, is she going to be just a surprise? But then she starts talking, and you're like, "Oh man, she's crazy too." <laughs> well, I never thought they switched that. Like, I didn't think it would be Gordon. Yeah, the, of their relationship, and I think that's what makes it cool and and creepy mm-hmm. at the same time is you realize everything you saw the first half of the movie, Gordon was like sort of heroic and like trying to figure out things, right? Like a regular police detective would, and mm-hmm. he wasn't like out to get Bruce at all. Um, he wanted to find out who was really the killer. And then they kind of like flip the switch and and it becomes really dark. Like he's, he hates women. Like he, I don't know, he, he really hates women and he's Mm -hmm. out to kill them. And he, he, he goes after Selena and that's when Bruce gets out of prison because he gets framed. And I, I can't remember who he was fighting in prison. That was a, a pretty good fight scene, how he started the fight. Cyrus Gold or something like that was there, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to fight you because I could beat you behind my back, and it's not worth the betting." <laughs> he just throws the tray at him and goes and punches the crap out of him, <laughs> and then punches other people, and then ducks. And starts and the riot. He starts yeah. the riot, <laughs> and then he sort of escapes, and uh, that that was cool. And then the two big fight scenes with Batman and the Ripper. Like one was on a hydrogen, hot air. What do you call it? Um, oh, the a, Zeppelin. A Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is on a, like this really luxurious Ferris wheel. Yeah, the at the the World's Fair. Yeah. And and Gordon was a good fighter too. He he could he almost beat Batman twice (laughs) yeah yeah well the first time was kind of like to a standstill and he sort of like if you look at the overall statistics i think he did beat batman and the second one he sort of did too but batman just used his wit like houdini kind of crap to i think he even mentioned houdini (laughs) is like showed him how to yeah, he uh, he he showed him. I forget what it was. Sleight but... of hand or whatever with the handcuffs and like. Oh, who, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, Commissioner Gordon and him were fighting, and all of a sudden Commissioner Gordon looks down. And he's handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes. Houdini showed me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I liked it. Yeah, they, I'm always impressed by the by their animated movies. They're always so well done. 
that's why I was wondering, like, is the comic different? Because I, I did hear some, like, people talking about not liking it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it could be. Um, in my experience, like, with at least with the animated movies that I've seen, they've all been very close to the comics. I'm trying to see who Jack the Ripper was. (laughs) I don't know. I can't find it. I don't think it is Gordon in the comic book, though. Uh, let's see if I can it's a, find it. Towards the end here, it says Ripper and then tries to kill Batman, but Gordon shoots Packer dead in the last minute. Batman disappears in the shadow, leaving Gordon to take the body of Jack the Ripper, so it is different. <laughs> so I think that it pissed off people. Because oh, okay. Because it was Commissioner Gordon, but I, I think that's what even made it better. But I like I I like when if an Elseworld changes things and it like flips it and they're different characters, I don't mind. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they have to be in the spirit of the character because it's an Elseworld, so they can do anything they want. Mm. Yeah, the, I'm just reading like the Wikipedia page on it, and it is a lot different. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, I I actually think whoever threw in that, it wow. probably was a good idea because who I don't know who this Packer guy is. It's like a, I guess he's a... Jacob Packer is the Ripper. Yeah, and what I'm reading, he's a friend of the Wayne family, and he uh, he was trained in medicine and law. Um, basically all, all of his training was funded by Thomas Wayne. Um, but he had a thing for Martha Wayne and she rejected him. So it says he was driven insane by her rejection. And since then he's been killing women who resembled Martha. I think this one was closer to home and creepier because we know Gordon. Oh yeah. 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 This guy is obviously you know just like a made up yeah um but yeah the i I like the gordon twist it was it was different and it was something i didn't see coming yeah i didn't see it either it kind of leads you into it once you see stuff but Especially yeah. when he goes to the house, you know something's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. He's Even before they something. get into the back room, you know something's up. Like why? Why is this happening? And and then yeah. Selena's going to tell to tell uh, Gordon, Gordon what his identity. Yeah. Yep. Because Bruce doesn't want to reveal his identity. Yeah, and that's a good kind of culmination because that's happening right as Bruce is searching Gordon's house. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because this weekend, this week, I saw this cartoon, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, 
and I saw the second episode of Pennyworth, mm. and in Pennyworth they 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 were they're fighting this family called the Ripper family, <laughs> and they're like really well to do, and they have this guy carves up his enemies like he'll mm. gu- he'll gut them on the table, take out their liver like right in front of Alfred, and it, it's it's crazy. Huh. This it, it is <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Alfred uh, or Pennyworth is so good. <laughs> it, it's like insane. It's insane what they're doing. It's like totally an Elseworld. What what channel is that on? Epics. Epics, okay. But if you I'll have, have if, if you that. have Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, can, so it's on see, there. You could see the first episode for free. Oh okay. Yeah, I'll just to, to see what out. it's like. Yeah, it's pretty. It's worth it. I try to get Bomer to watch it too. <laughs> he, he has Amazon Prime too, so I was like, "You should at least try the first episode." Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea for it. Uh, it. It makes sense to do, you know, Alfred as a a young man to kind of see some of his adventures. Well, he comes back from the war, like, mm-hmm. and he he's got like these buddies, and it's like. He's like, he's like Sergeant Fury, and he's got his own Howling Commandos. He's pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. And when he comes back, he he doesn't know like what he wants to do. Like, so he th- he says, well, you know what I'm good at is I could do like security services, and people can hire me to to provide security. And he starts off like a, a bouncer at a bar. So he's kind of like Diggle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like fearless. Like yeah, that, that's what I love about him is like this Ripper family's rich. I mean they're incredibly rich, and they're like you can't mess with this family. And there's a creepy like nephew of the Ripper family who's like always harassing this barmaid in one of the bars, and the bar owner's like please protect my daughter. You need you, I don't have a lot of money, but I I need your help, Alfie, and and he does and. Oh man, I, I just can't believe what they do to this guy. <laughs> because that guy is like, he's so arrogant and fearless. Like, I can do what I want because I have all this money. Like, yeah, you should fear me. Do, he, he even tells Alf, Alfred, like, do you know who I am? Like, he he can't believe that he doesn't know like who he is because everybody <laughs> treats him like they like step away. Like, if he walks in the room, because they're mm-hmm. scared to death of him. And he just doesn't know how to deal with it when Alfie is like, he, Alfred is, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the worst. You know, I've been in war. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Punk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah. I always, I always love the, I always love the scenes and, um, you know, just in, just in, Batman comics whenever Alfred gets a chance to um to fight a little bit and he he always um he always has like a shotgun or something yeah and uh he I mean he can he can protect himself and well he's a talented it, guy even like yeah an, like an actor and he's a he's an incredible medic like to fix yeah. things and he's always like working on the computer and doing CSI stuff and mm-hmm. when he's fighting he's he's no he's not a joke 
And like in yeah. Jeff Johns's Earth Batman Earth One or whatever, he's even tougher. Like Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. So this this was a this was a good movie. I really I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I think Barb would like it too because it's because it's like even though it's animated, it's it, it's like twisted. Yeah, yeah. And then then we uh, read Deathstroke, which is also twisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deathstroke the Terminator. One through four. Yeah, yeah. This was my first time reading this. This one I had read so far, ago, long ago, and they had stuff that I like remembered, like because it goes through like his origin, his fight mm-hmm. with the Titans and stuff, and his sons, yeah. and his ex-wife. You know, it's like going through stuff that we've seen before. Yeah, and there's, so there's there's a lot of stuff that that I obviously recognized from reading you know different different deathstroke comics so cuz they always you know they always kind of rehash things that have happened before and a lot of it's sometimes told through wintergreen yeah yeah like and he'll, i, I like caption I like that. yeah he'll like caption yeah. and give you the backstory <clears throat> Yeah, so um so Deathstroke is um he's uh he's at his uh I guess his uh mansion or whatever it is with Wintergreen and then they get attacked by this uh helicopter. But don't they get attacked after his ex is attacked? Like she isn't she attacked first because of the plutonium? Um Oh, that's right. Yeah, the first yeah. Um so the first yeah, the first scene in the issue is um yeah, the helicopter attacks a train and um uh this uh this guy or the guy attacking the train uh, boards the train and starts killing everybody and uh, and shoots um, Adeline yeah. who's there to, to protect the train and then uh, the train kind of crashes and this mysterious this mystery guy escapes um, and then it kind of we catch up with Deathstroke and uh He's That's at when he his, goes uh, to his little house and he blows the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he wants he wants uh, he wants Deathstroke's attention because um, he just had just uh, attacked Adeline and now he's going after Deathstroke. And so then Slade and Wintergreen go and see Adeline in the hospital, and then we get a lot of like history um the deathstrokes history meeting adeline and all that um 
Yeah, they were both in the military together. And they sort of fell in love, and then he decided to go through this experiment, and it sort of changed him. And the experiment almost made him lose, like, make him go, made him go nuts. Mm-hmm. But he eventually, eventually got to his wits back. And Wintergreen and Adeline were b- both there for him, and then it kind of gets into the the story of him becoming a mercenary and getting paid to do various jobs, leaving the military. And then his sons, it introduces, you know, having his sons and one becoming Ravenger and the other is Jericho. Mm -hmm. And it's really tragic because like he lost his first son who was trying to like emulate him like he was yeah he was the trying to be he like was the him. son like I want to be like my father and yeah. then there was Jericho who who seemed more peaceful and because he wanted of, to be good yeah yeah because of <laughs> because of his uh, father he got he got into a situation where somebody slit his throat mm-hmm. and that set off Adeline and uh, Addie. Uh, poked, you know, poked his eye out. <laughs> yeah, and tried to kill him. Tried to kill him. Um, it's like a he—he—he's—he's he's a violent dude. I mean, he—he re- he really is. And yeah, I, I, and I think the—I—I th- I think Wintergreen sort of grounds him just a little bit. Like, yeah, if he wasn't there, I think Deathstroke would be dead or. Or turn into this, have no humanity about him, you know? Yeah, he'd be even worse of a killer, I think. Um, But yeah, Wintergreen kind of, um, kind of puts him in his place from time to time. And tells him when he's being ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, so so basically the story for, for these issues, there's... Deathstroke's trying to to solve this. Um, who, who is this guy that attacked Adeline and then attacked him? Um, I, I like the uh, I like the scene where they're where they're in like the the cafe in Germany and Wintergreen's hitting on the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> And it's uh, it, it's it's pre- pretty cool how the villain is decides to dress in the costume of his dead son. Yeah, the Ravager. Yeah. Um, and it and it's really uh, it links it really... back to his origin too. Like Ravager, the new Ravager is he's like hateful to him because he got the serum like the super soldier serum and he wasn't he wasn't the one chosen for it and also he was in love with adeline and she chose mm-hmm. you know deathstroke yeah <laughs> yeah and, and wintergreen's like wintergreen's like really frustrated through the whole thing because slade's not acting like himself and Wintergreen can't figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. 
Because I don't think that I don't think Wintergreen saw um, saw that it was the the Ravenger uh, costume. Not like until Slade much did. later. Yeah. Yeah, but but Slade keeps having like a flashbacks, I guess, of uh, of uh, Joseph. And there's the there's the the rich lady who's I guess her her son got kidnapped. Her son's an asshole too. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) but he got kidnapped, and then she was basically giving the the train coordinates to the guy dressed like Ravager to get her son back. Yeah, for the plutonium, right? Yeah, for the plutonium. And the plutonium was going to Karak to one of the generals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they get into the whole Middle East sensitivities and yeah, how they want to come into power. They actually want to blow up something in the United States. And Deathstroke is sort of trying to chase it down and stop it. Mostly for personal reasons. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. like trying to be like the ultimate hero, but this guy blew no. up his house. <laughs> he killed his wife. He's like, this guy's going to die. I'm going to kill him. It's not like he's like, I got to save the world. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he wants to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's never about saving lives. He's just, he wants to, he's got his own uh, motivations. He does. Him and Wintergreen do save that spoiled rotten kid, though. They slaughter everybody. Oh yeah, the kid playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> he's a violent kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he doesn't I even like know he's kidnapped. Win- they kind of just put him in front of the video game and like, here, go, kid. Yeah, but I like how Wintergreen gives him like the little talk, like. Um, about guns. He's like, you shoot, and he won't come back. <laughs> he has to, like, tell the kid about reality, because the yeah, kid... Yeah, violence in video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. I, li- I-, I liked it. And Steve Irwin, is his name Irwin? He drew... Yeah, Irwin spelled with an E. Oh, he, yeah. He, yep. he drew these four issues, and he does really good, like, action scenes, too, because you'll have these scenes where, like, Deathstroke is, like, flipping and doing all these moves, and mm-hmm. they show all the moves, and they'll show, like, where he ends up. Yeah, like, yep. And then the colorist colors it so you, like, see the movement of the different moves that he's doing. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Did, just... Isn't there a weird reason, way that he defeats the Ravenger too? I can't remember what happens. Uh, it let's seems like see. he has he has the upper hand the whole time. 
until he does something, and I can't remember what he did. I'll have to look. It's so different, like reviewing a book that's digital. Yeah, it's then it's it, hard for it me too because to I'm to the... trying to scroll through. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking at their their fight scene here. Um, well, the bomb is going off when they're fighting, and they're having the sword fight. Yeah, so he does. Um, he slices his throat. Oh um, yeah, just, just like he did to to Joseph. To Joseph. So he's the guy that slit his throat. Yeah, he was the the was yeah. it the jackal or I think his name was the jackal. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's uh, I think when Deathstroke found that out is kind of like what what gave him the motivation to to um, get the upper hand in the fight. Yeah, cuz he, he, he was he got extra pissed off too. Yeah, cuz he was get he was getting his ass kicked. Um and then he found he, the guy told him who he was. Yeah. And he he slices his throat. And then guts him in the middle. Yeah. And then manages yep. to save the bomb going for, going off with 3 seconds left. And then you have in in like the middle of the story, the CIA ready to take down Deathstroke too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I found weird on the app though? I don't know if this did the same thing for you, but usually when you like, okay, you read Deathstroke one, and then mm-hmm. I would hit next issue, it would go to the annuals. I don't know if it did that for you as well. Oh no, it didn't. Um, mine actually, mine Went actually worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, mine was going to uh, annual two, and then it would go to annual three, and then annual hmm. four, Dead Earth. So I'd have to go like to the comic series, and then just pick mm-hmm. them off that way. That's interesting, huh? It's it. It must have just somehow gotten. Well, I have an Apple. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the Apple versus... You don't have an Apple, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the link The link is not right on, on, on yours. Yeah. And usually it just... It is. Usually it'll go to the next issue. Right. Yeah. I, I really like that feature, by the way, because then you don't have to go and track down you know, the series again. Right. It's sort of like Comixology. If Comixology select an issue, the next one it yeah. brings up is the next one in the story. And sometimes it's smart enough to even jump series. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the next part is in Superman, so you have to follow along here. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense for them to do that because then they can hopefully get you know get you to buy that next issue mm-hmm. yeah that was uh that was good though i liked that yeah it's interesting how they 
wrap up the first story arc in four issues, and then there's a fifth issue, and it, it's a done in one, and then it jumps into another, you know, four part, or I don't know how long it is, series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's four part arcs. Yeah, it's interesting. I own this series. Do you have any in print? Um, I have, uh, I think I have the first issue, and then I have, like, the the third issue, but that's it. Oh. Um, I think I just, I had just found them in, like, dollar boxes and bought them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never had gotten around to reading them. Right. And then last but not least, we have one of my favorite groups, the Freedom Fighters. And I, I yeah. was real I was really behind, so I read two through eight. Oh, I think okay. we I, I think we covered issue one I think. Yeah, I know we covered at least the first one. I don't yeah. know if we covered beyond that. And uh I, I I really like it because it's like a different Freedom Fighters, but he gets like at least the uh, he gets the Human Bomb right like totally because mm-hmm. the Human Bomb is like I can't touch anybody. <laughs> I I, I ha- he's very lonely because he's he has to be in this suit all the time, and yeah. then he could like blow up like shit like he just blows the shit out of stuff like there's that huge bozo robot. Which is pretty awesome because it's like a Nazi robot, but it's like a throwback to Quality's Bozo the Robot. Like, he was a Golden Age character that Quality had, and they sort of threw him in there as like a, a Nazi robot. And the human bomb had to take him out. And that robot was powerful because he like blew the shit out of it, and then it still got up. And it wasn't until, like, Doll Woman was able to get in there and, like, steal technology to give to Cypher or whatever his name is so he could hack into the computer system. What uh, what issue was that one with those, the robot in? Uh, issue two. And oh, I think okay. it was issue three, too. But I don't, I don't remember it because more robots came in later on. Okay. Um, but I thought that was a cool throwback to people that, like, knew the history of quality characters. Like, mm-hmm. I even have a commission by Tom Beeland where I said, can you draw me the Freedom Fighter? I have, like, four or five, maybe six Freedom Fighter uh, commissions. And I asked him for the – he was doing, like, cards, like, commission cards. And I said, do the Freedom Fighters. So he did all the Freedom Fighters. And he says, I have one extra. I'm going to throw in both of the robots. <laughs> so I was like, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I really dug the way they did the human bomb. That was, he's my favorite. Like, he, yeah. he's my favorite character from the Freedom Fighters. I just, I, I love him to death. Uh, and every time just, that he yeah. blows shit up, I just, like, dig. Even Battle for Bloodhaven, like, when they had that battle for the Bloodhaven, and he takes off his glove and throws a fingernail, and it like blows <laughs> up 
fucking, I mean, it blows up the whole <laughs> shit. It's like, that's just his fingernail. Boom. Yeah. It's, it's like a freaking atomic bomb, man. He's like so dangerous. Well, yeah. And that's such a great idea too, because it's like, because if you think about it, like there's not a whole lot you can do with somebody who just touches stuff and blows it up. So you got to yeah. think of like new, new ways to use them. It's like, oh, yeah, like, what if he just had a fingernail that he, you know, <laughs> that he just pulled off a piece of a fingernail? Be like a little a little grenade. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool, too, because they, like, show how his body just, like, regenerates. Like, mm-hmm. Hitler the third, the one of the sons, the six sons, is trying to <laughs> torture him. Because it shows the death of the father. I, I, I love when Hitler dies. Because he's, like, passing on to his son. He's like, you have to kill... If Uncle Sam's alive, you know, that that's who you have to take. Because he mm-hmm. knows that Uncle... That's that's another thing that, that, that Robert Venditti does so well, is he gets Uncle Sam. Like, Uncle Sam is totally powered by the spirit of yeah. the Amer- America. So, like, if America's spirit is... if If everybody loses faith in America... He's like powerless. He dissipates. Yeah. And when when the American spirit grows, he becomes like really powerful. And that that's amazing because he gets it. And mm-hmm. he and old Hitler is like he, he's so pissed off and he's like, You let him get away? <laughs> you know, <he> let <laughs> Uncle Sam get away. <laughs> and but he says he's like, I, I massacred the freedom fighters because at the beginning of the first issue that we covered, he they the Nazis sort of with the plastic men, they yeah. sort of like capture the, the, the freedom fighters from that era and they slaughter them like on live TV. Mm-hmm. And these are like the descendants of the other freedom fighters. And that's that's part of that's like part of it too, like doing it on live TV like that that just crushes people's hope you know yeah like it's 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 that whole part of like trying to destroy the the american spirit you know mm-hmm. but the uh I, I love the facial expressions um in this series uh eddie barrows has he, just does so good amazing facial expressions especially yeah. like on on the on well, on all the different Hitler's faces, uh, like when they're mad, yeah. it's so great. And they had one guest artist in issue seven, but he still did a really good job. Bruno yeah. Redondo. They they picked an artist to like sort of follow the existing style. Like it wasn't like a dramatic change. Yeah, his looks good too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so Uncle Sam was really the only survivor after issue one, and he sort of just dissipated. And then as America, that's what's so cool, is like Nazis rule, and it takes these freedom fighters a, a long time to sort of build up America's hopes again, you know? Yeah. Like one just... of the things is like when the human bomb took down the bozo, the robot, 
mm-hmm. people were like, wow, he took down this Nazi robot, and it, it was huge. And that's what I loved about it is he just takes off his glove and it's like, boom! I mean, he just blows the shit out of this robot <laughs> that's like 50 stories high. <laughs> and I just love how they just like drop him on things. Like he's really like a bomb. He's like, he's so powerful. And he's like regenerating his energy. Like he's constantly like has to like dissipate, like let, release this energy because he's like a a real bomb, a nuclear nuclear bomb, and I, I I dig it. Like when I was a kid, one of my first comics off the spinner rack that I bought with my own money was Wonder Woman with the Freedom Fighters on it. And yeah. I, I just just because of that, I was like drawn to this group. And during the implosion in the 70s, they had their own title. So I was able to pick off a couple of titles, but I can never get them all at the drugstore. Like, they wouldn't always get the Freedom Fighters. So I would get, like, every issue I could of, that I could get. Mm-hmm. And later on, when I found out that Back Issues existed, they were one of the first teams that I was like, well, they don't have many series. I got to find them. And yeah. then, then I learned a little bit more is that these characters came from another company. And I was like, wow. And then, <laughs> like, when I go to cons now, I look for Smash Comics and Crack Comics. And mm-hmm. I, I know I know which ep- issues the Ray shows up. And Uncle Sam is in National Comics. And Phantom Ladies in Police Comics. Human Bombs in Police Comics. Plastic Man's in Police Comics. That's why you see Plastic Man sometimes with the, with the Freedom Fighters, like in Convergence. Yeah, you'll, you'll see yeah. like Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters because they came from the same company essentially. Quality, yeah, there is, there's a if, if you're ever into like the history of quality comics, there is a Tomorrow's publication called uh, it's a thick one and it's called Quality Comics. Me and Bill both bought it, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it is amazing if you're into these characters, the amount of data it has about them. It is so cool. Yeah, I think I. Well, I'm pretty sure I've I've heard you talk about that before. Yeah. Yeah, and I like and I like the way they did Doll Woman. Like she. She's like, let me get into his ear. <laughs> like <laughs> they have Overman, and he's like the Superman. Yeah. Of the Nazis, the Nazis. like it's Superman. what if. What if the Kryptonians send him to Germany and he became a Nazi? But it looks like somewhere along the lines during the war, Overmat became like a he was destroyed, but the Nazis had to revive him like a cyborg Superman, you know? Like, yeah. So he was more robot in this incarnation than he was like a Nazi Superman. Mm-hmm. But even even like when they have him, it's like all our hope is dying because we can't fight Superman. But who do they throw at him first? You know, it's like the human bomb. They're like, I'm just going to blow the shit out of him and see what happens. I'll take on Superman. Take off the clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom! <laughs> I just <laughs> dig it. <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, they they throw the war wheel. Out. Yeah. 
War Wheel comes out. <coughs> Do you know the... Have you ever read the War Wheel? Um, in... Uh, <coughs> In Blackhawk, in Blackhawk, I have yeah, in the, yeah. the Blackhawks. Oh uh, yeah. They fought the war will a lot, and it's, it's yeah. All, all, any, anytime it shows up, it's awesome. They have like the the, the <clears throat> war will has like the spikes on the wheel, and then it has like yeah. these turrets in the sides. So they have like these gunners, and it just yeah. like when it's in Blackhawk, and it's like ste- it's like steamrolling towns. It's like just destroying everything. It's mm-hmm. like it's so cool. Yeah. Um, which 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 is also cool because Black Hawk came from quality as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh Yeah, it's cool also how they how um Venditti worked in like the the uh at least the plastic man powers into into this series. Yeah. You know, without actually putting plastic man in it. Um, cuz those those plastic men are creepy. Yeah, they are. Incredibly creepy. And they do like Black Condor, like we get to know him pretty well. Like he was a baby when they took him away from his family. Yeah, so that sort of was sort of become a slave. Issue he, eight. He, he's got like bent up, like anger, like incredible. Because there's there's a scene where they send out Black Condor against like some Nazi fighter planes, and he he just it, like he has these rockets that are coming out of his wings, and he's like blowing the shit out of them, and he's like just mad. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the cipher guy I've never really seen before. Um, he he's sort of like their computer guy that sort of hacks the Nazi system, and <laughs> it's so funny to see the Hitlers get pissed off. They're like, <laughs> they they don't like know what to do. The the whole system's down, so they just like turn off everything <laughs> so we can figure out what's happened. Yeah. They're like play- and then and then they're like broadcasting like the national anthem and stuff. So people are seeing it, and as they're seeing it, Uncle Sam is getting powered up mm-hmm. because they're like building the spirit of America back up. Yep. And in reality, if the spirit of America is is high, he could take on Superman. Like his power is limited to how powerful America's spirit is. So if it's yeah. if it's if it's high, he's he's like invulnerable. Like he he he's not a joke. Yeah, especially if he has the the whole country behind him. Yeah, and this Phantom Lady is is different power set. So Phantom Lady like could fight in the dark and and usually has the wristbands and is an extremely good fighter. But this one has the powers of Nightshade. Which is a yeah. Charlton character. Like she if you ever read Spider Man and there's a spot, she could like teleport people through this black dimension and like move <laughs> objects back and forth. Yeah, I love I love that scene where they're fighting the plastic men and she, she teleports their heads. She she opens the portals. <laughs> For and their all the heads, heads to, just drop <laughs> to fit, fit in, and then she closes them, and their heads get chopped off yeah. and get 
sent away. That was awesome. So we talked about Black Condor and who am I missing? I don't think we're missing anybody. Um, but we've had... They don't have the Ray, because the Ray's not in this. He's, yeah. he's another freedom fighter that's a huge character in the freedom fighters. But he, he I think... I don't remember. Was he was the Ray in the first issue and got killed? Uh, I... That sounds familiar. Um... Yeah, I don't remember, but that does sound like it. That does sound it was, like it. It was a while since happened. we read. Uh, yeah. These covers too are really good. I, I I really dig the covers. Yeah, they are. My favorite is four, where it just has Uncle Sam's fist coming out of the grave, and he's like, "Not dead yet." I just. It's just so powerful. The uh, the cover to five. I don't know if you noticed the cover to five. Um, it's the George Washington thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the George Washington painting. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And I love it too because you throw the human bomb with his gloves off. I I I <laughs> I, I, I love this character. Like my favorite commission. Uh, that I have of the human bomb is uh, by the flash artist. Um, he was in the Jeff Johns era. Oh, Scott Collins. Yeah. Scott Collins. So I have a Scott Collins, a Ray Scott Collins, and I have a human bomb and he mm. kicked, he kicked ass on his, on the human bomb one. That would like be I, awesome. I freaking love it. <laughs> that's a, that's an artist too, that, that, you, you wouldn't imagine ever drawing that character, you know, because yeah. he seems to get the same similar, similar types of characters. Right. Or similar kinds of work, I guess. And I have a Freedom Fighters from Mike Schwartz and Zach, and uh, they they are amazing because I got the whole team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of them's in color, so it's like, it is so awesome. When when Schwartz painted it, the way he did the bo- the human bomb, it it just looks like he's he's got the power the way he painted it. Like he like got it. The people that get the human bomb, I I just I just adore his costume because it's just like a nuclear <laughs> suit, right? If you were like. Yeah. If you were the like working with suit. the hazmat suit with plutonium, that that's his costume. In, in Bloodhaven, they turned it all black, and I didn't mm-hmm. care for it. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it to be like the traditional all white. Yeah, the white looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it man, it's, it's really good. I, it it had me excited. I I read them all. Back to back to back and jeez, Harley Bar- Barb is like getting her all spun up and she like knocked over my comics. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she didn't get buried. 
<laughs> she could have got crushed. The, the, the one, some of the ones that came off were were uh, hardcovers. Oh man! Like uh, this one's pretty heavy. It's the uh, Tales of Batman Jerry Conway. That's that's oh, heavy. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> when she gets going, man, she gets so much momentum. I mean, <laughs> I think I think the people at, at PetSmart really like to play with her rough mm. because they they say like when they when she plays, she plays hard. <laughs> yeah. she, she does. She has no breaks. So <laughs> she'll just like knock everything over. <laughs> yeah. Running into she, stuff. She's funny. I love her. <laughs> but this was really good. I'm glad we got to read it. I I was in the mood for it. Yeah, it was. It's uh, he's he's fitting a lot. He's fitting a lot in so far, which is nice because yeah. it's it's only twelve issues. And it's a. Uh, it's a different world. So, like, the Freedom yeah. Fighters, I think, were on Earth-X. This is kind of like Earth-X. Yeah. Or Earth-Q. I can't remember which one they were pre-Crisis. But they were... Like, Shazam was in his own world. Every every mm-hmm. every company that, that merged with DC was their own world. Like, the Charlton Harrows were in their own world. The Shazam family that came from Fawcett were in their own world. Yeah. The quality characters were in their own multiverse, so they're they're in their own Earth, and in this Earth the Nazis won, so yeah. this is kind of like where they've taken off with it. Now, like if you were to read the Palmiati Gray, that's sort of in our Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've read uh, I read one of the Palmiati Gray. Uh, miniseries um i can't remember which one it was it's either freedom fighters that was their first one or uncle sam and the freedom fighters because they yeah, had it, yeah it might have just that been one. freedom it might have just been freedom fighters that i read and then in new 52 after or like maybe prior to new 52 maybe it was new 52 they had prior to new 52 they had a fatum lady doll man uh, four issue miniseries, and they had a uh, human bomb miniseries, yeah. and they had a uh, and there was a Ray series too. Yeah, the Ray, they had another Ray. Well, Ray has had he had the he had the longest running series in the nineties. Yeah, because it was Terrell Tim uh, Ray Terrell. I think that's what his that version of him. I mean, he he his. His father, or grandfather, was the original Ray in the Freedom Fighters, and then he was born, and he had to like stay in the dark initially when he was a child, because mm. he was sensitive to the light, and um, he had a pretty long run in, in in the Ray, but there was a second Ray that was done, and I think that one was drawn by Jamal Eigel, but uh, a lot of these were Palmiati. I think Paul Miotti really likes these characters. Him and yeah. Justin Gray, I mean, they they get them. Like they they know how to like. Yeah, they seem to they seem to really get the the 
kind of the lower tier characters. Yeah, when they do, when they do hacks together or, or this, <laughs> and they can do what they want to do, it's like that's one thing that I think is fun for these writers. Is I don't think like DC cares too much about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they like let the writer write, whereas if it's <laughs> Batman or Superman, editorial has to get in there and say, well, we have plans, and we have this movie coming out, and we don't want to. We don't want to vector Batman in this way because we, <laughs> they're so popular. Yeah. And there is an animated uh, cartoon. I don't know if it's on uh, the app, but it's called Ray and the Freedom Fighters. So if anyone's interested in the animation of DC, you could see the Freedom Fighters animated, which is pretty cool. And they did appear, if I remember correctly, in Justice League Unlimited. Hmm. I think there was an arc where they had Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. It was Let's either that see. or Brave and the Bold. It might have been Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Um, it does look like they show up in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Oh, and it looks like Brave and the Bold also. Yeah. Which yeah. which are two cartoons that I adore. My favorite though is is different than many other people's cartoons. I my favorite <clears throat> is the Batman the Brave and the Bold because it it is so silver age. Like it it's just in my wheelhouse. Because it's so out there, mm-hmm. and I, I love the tweaks to some of the characters. Like they in that cartoon, they really get like Plastic Man down. Like <laughs> they 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 actually did some of the comics from Brave and the Bold with Plastic Man in it. And um, the other character that they totally changed and became its own unique identity, and they haven't really done it in comics, is. Uh, the braggart Aquaman that did the outrageous, he he was really good in that cartoon. <laughs> I mean, he's outstanding. Yeah. It added humor to it, just because he was so different than any incarnation we've ever seen. Yeah. And it was very unique to the cartoon. Like they never, you could kind of see a little bit of elements to it in the the movie of Aquaman because. The actor Jason Momoa will have like some slight humor moments. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's coming kind of from that Batman Brave and the Bold. Because he's not a humorous character, not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, well, and Jason Momoa too, the way he plays it, it's like cuz he's so he's he's so like tough and he's such a badass that it when he says certain lines, it, it comes across as comedic. Well, it, the one that came across that I remember distinctively is the Justice League movie when he's touching the lasso and he's like uh, saying all his feelings like, I don't want to lose you guys and I don't want to die and all this crap. And he's <laughs> yeah. getting really sensitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And then as soon as the la- he realizes what's happening, he's like, oh, shit, you know, I'm the tough <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, this. I I, I really like that animated cartoon. They do good with the Atom, and ah, they do so many characters that they 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 get right, and then they throw like obscure stuff and like Sugar and Spike and all kinds of crazy stuff, just like because they can. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's what I really. That's what really blew me away about Justice League Unlimited. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not that big a fan of the animation style on Unlimited. Um, yeah. I like it better on the movies, but they pull it like every episode has a different like obscure like um, Justice League member, and it's so good. Like they. They have like the Booster Gold episode. They have the Jonah Hex episode, mm-hmm. um, and they they pull in just about every DC character into that show, and it's just so amazing. Yeah, and it it didn't start out that way. Justice League, when it was just Justice League and bef- didn't have the unlimited, it was mostly about the seven, you know. Yeah the big ones and then once it became unlimited there's the question i mean nothing is yeah and and even in like the scenes where they'll be in the 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 satellite or you know just somebody walking around and you'll see like a different star man walking around you'll see like the 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 one that's in space the prince or or just something weird like that and they're not really part of the cartoon but they're walking around in the background, and you're like, what are they doing there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun stuff. So uh, I think that wraps up this episode, and we have plans for the next one. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to put out the polls. So the next one, are we covering the the what's on the polls or what's on yeah because it'll be two weeks away and then i'll give i'll give us like uh i don't know i'll I'll put like a three-day poll out and see how it goes okay yeah we'll see and that'll give us like a whole week to we'll 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 do the do you want to do the comics or the movie first um, let's do the comics since we just did a movie. Okay. Yeah, we'll do the the winner of Manhunter, Swamp Thing, Batman Beyond, or Adventure Comics. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to get the polls out like tonight or tomorrow so we have enough time to to read this stuff. And then, do you want to pick uh, current? comic as well yeah what do you what do you want i picked the Um, last one freedom fighters so okay uh i gotta look i gotta look here to see if there's anything that stands out that we haven't covered um do you oh do you want to do you want to finish off Wildstorm since that just ended oh yeah that would be a good one to to do 
Okay. I, I guess they uh, canceled Wildcats, huh? That was supposed to come out next, but... Did they cancel it, or did they just delay it? I hope it's delayed. I hope it's not canceled. Yeah. Hmm. I remember seeing. Uh, I remember seeing that, but I couldn't remember if it was delayed or canceled. Because there's so much has been delayed lately. Yeah. There's there's some weird going ons in DC. But yeah, I am happy and, that they're putting out a lot more DC Black Label in that big format. That's I'm, I'm ex- I, I, I do really like that. I love that new format. I can't wait. One one thing that came in this week or last week was the Superman Year Year One, and I, I oh, want to read. Yeah. I want to read issue two so bad. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the. Um... Uh, to the um, Jeff Lemire um, uh, Joker. Yeah. That that looks like it. it's going to be really good. There's a lot to look forward to. I'm actually looking forward to that one that doesn't really have anything to do with any characters, that sword and sorcery one. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that looked interesting. Um yeah, um, there's there's so much. Uh, heck, my my recent DC, DCBS order is huge. Because um, I'm I'm gonna jump back jump back on the uh, the Walmart books now that they have them on DCBS. Yeah. So I just got the. I, I am so for excited for the new one. The their uh, last episode. The bundle included like DC Ghosts, <laughs> which I'm really looking forward to because that was the first comic book that I bought with my grandfather, and it was a 20 cent. It was DC Ghosts. It's so weird because I had all this spinner rack choice, and I didn't pick a superhero. I don't know why, but I picked <laughs> DC Ghosts. <laughs> My oh, grandfather that's... took my my grandfather took me to like a uh, it was we used to have these stores like called like TG and Y and like this was some other store that was like it mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a smaller store where you could get clothes and toys and and stuff but not really groceries oh. but, but like I... other stuff you need yeah tools. I know what you're talking about. It was kind um, of like a Kmart without food. Yeah, but, yeah, we used yeah we used to have like uh, a store like that in our in our mall. Um, yeah, it was like a, it was a, I think it was a Woolworth. Like, have you I been think to this a, was Woolworth? a Woolworth? Yeah, because um, they have like was like is like old though. I thought it was, I thought a Woolworth was like so out of your age. <laughs> because uh, yeah, we used I mean, to have those in the like. Cause you're much younger than me, and I don't remember a Woolworth being around since the seventies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had one in our mall, and yeah, uh, that's incredible. I, uh, me and my brother used to love going there because they had like, they had like real cheap toys, and yeah. and then they had, you know, you could get clothes and things there too. But yeah, this one was they like just a had spinner everything. rack or something. It wasn't Woolworth. It wasn't TGY. It was something else. 
and I can't remember what it is, but my grandfather took me to get a little little golden book, and those are still around. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of those. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought one. I bought the the Captain Kirk and the Trouble with Tribbles because it was a little golden book that was offered through previews, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta get one. I gotta get this. But uh, awesome. I, I I was re- I was real fond as a kid of, of uh, little golden books. Oh yeah. And my grandparents tried to get me to read a lot more of those, but I I convinced my grandfather to get me a comic book instead. And it made my grandmother so mad. He's like at my grandfather because he was supposed to take me to get a little golden book. And I came home with DC ghosts. <laughs> you came home with a different golden book. Yeah. <laughs> I came home with a horror comic. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I was that's really the happy cool that thing. they were doing uh, that. I, I have that. So, I, yeah, I have that pre-ordered um, as part of the bundle, but... That'll be the cool thing about that those giants. So with the DC Ghost, there'll be reprints in there too. So yeah, it'll be it's, it's cool awesome to see too that because they're not telling us what's in it. And yeah, like I, I like I'm doing a previews clip. Like I do it for this this podcast called the Comic Book Page, and mm-hmm. uh, it's I'm doing it on this new the new one's got DC War Giant. And I'm like so excited, and it doesn't tell me anything, but yeah. it's gonna be so fun doing a clip for this preview thing because I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> so, so it's gonna be like speculation of what it is. And I've never did a previews clip on something that's totally speculation. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about these. Plus, if you get to experience them, these Walmart books are so awesome like they're just put together so well and i i like to even see like what are they choosing to put together in this book yeah i I, i've got uh so i bought like the first i bought the first few issues of them when they were first coming out at walmart um yeah and it was really it was really cool to get them like you said to to see what what's what they put in there because You'd have like a new 52 issue in there, and then there'd be, you know, maybe something a little older. Yeah, well, we um, did the Halloween special, didn't we, in the show? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And I it, think it was did. fun because that one had an old Brave and the Bold, if I remember correctly, with Batman and the Teen Titans or something. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. We did the. Uh, we did the. I think we did the first Superman and first Swamp Batman, thing. maybe. Oh, or maybe we might, I know we, we did have. the first Superman because the Superman had. I want to say the Superman had like a Bendis story or something. Did you order the? Uh, you know how they're collecting the Walmart stories in the comics. Did Did you order any of those? I didn't order any collections. No, the ones that are comic format, but they're taking the Walmart book, like Superman Up in the Sky, or oh, Batman. Oh, no. No, I didn't order any of those. I, I am not, like, super on Tom King. Like, I, I, I'll enjoy his work, or, or sometimes I don't, but... God, that Superman one is good. Oh, my God, I love it. 
Like, I, I give it five out of five every time I read it. And I've only read two issues so far, but mm. it is amazing Superman stuff. I'm curious to see if they'll put that on the app eventually. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Cause, that, uh, that story is awesome because it's it, it's it, it has the spirit of Superman, but it's it's told like in a really dark place, like through <clears> the murder <throat> of a family. <clears throat> and it it's done with the Zeta beam, so it throws in like the Adam Strange shit. Like whoever yeah. murdered this family did it through a, a a Zeta beam, and Batman's like, you have to find out. And uh, the little girl ends up dying, and the whole family's gone. But even Lois says, you you need to go into space and find out who did this. And then they just they have these weird arcs, like. One of the stories was a boxing match with this new guy, like that I've never even heard of, and it, it's so reminiscent of like that Muhammad Ali versus Superman. But <laughs> in, in this case, they're in a ring and they're both super powered, and it's incredible because Superman is is getting his ass kicked by this hmm. guy, like in the ring, and the guy ends up giving up because he know he knows Superman's reputation and he's like, you'll never give up. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> Cause they're like pummel. They're beating the crap out of each other. And this other guy is beating up Superman worse. Yeah. But he's, he's like, you're never going to give up. I, and he basically throws in the towel. He can't take it anymore. And he's actually winning. Like if you were to count, points in the boxing match he's winning and he oh. gives up it, it's amazing and then after the fight superman is kind of like in space and he's like it doesn't really tell you because they're like short stories he's like okay he's he's dying superman's is, is sort of like dying in space and you don't know not not you don't know why but there's this alien he's a healer and they bring him into the ship and he's like, well, can you heal him? And he can't like he Superman's in bad shape. Hmm. And, uh, but he's able to use his like powers to like read his mind and see like what Superman's about. And mm -hmm. he's like, I have to find a way to, to cure Superman. And he gives up his life to save Superman just because he just because of what Superman is. And I was like, yeah. in, I was like in tears because this, <laughs> this, this healer had a family. He had like a daughter, a son and a wife and he like loved them. But he's like, I have to give up my life because a world without Superman is not, you know, like it's, it's just incredible. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. And yeah. he healed him, but he, he sacrificed his own life. And I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, crying. I was, like, bawling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I – um, so I I told I told you a couple – I think it was a couple episodes ago. Um, I was reading through the, uh, the Death of Superman omnibus. Um, yeah, that big that I thing. Had, yeah, that I had gotten, and I I haven't read the Death of Superman since it came out. Um, but reading through that, and then like there's the, um, there's the 
the issue or so the the issue where he dies like at the end and then and then the next issue is um it's kind of like all the news reports and everybody like reflecting on what happened and um like i like i said i haven't read it since it came out but reading that i was just like oh my god like this is so sad yeah. um, it's just it's it's just written so well and i was just just like oh my god like i can't yeah, it's like a world without superman it's like yeah how could and you it was have the this same, yeah and it was like the same uh, the way you said it, like it, like a world without Superman, like I think that that might even be like the name of that issue. But, um, but yeah, just like Jimmy and Lois, and then like Bibbo, like you know, talking about what Superman meant to them. Yeah, and it's oh, it's so sad. Yeah, you're like how many tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I better not let anyone see me. <laughs> it is so weird with... I don't know what it is about Superman. Like, I, there's just aspects of it that... He's so pure. Like, when he's done yeah. right, like, he is the hero's hero. Like, the, yeah. the, the hero that people look up to. He's kind of like the Captain America of the Marvel Universe. Because exactly, like, yeah. If you think of somebody that's the spirit of heroism, you, you kind of think of Captain America. There's no it, like fine line. He he is the embodiment of being a hero, and so is Superman. Yeah, all of their like all of their values um, are like so pure, and yeah. uh, and also too like with Superman, it's <clears throat> it's like when you're. <clears throat> when you're a kid it's like that is the um that is like that would be like the ultimate like you know fantasy like when you're a kid like thinking you know you know playing playing with your friends and you're um you know when you're you're picking your like your superpowers or whatever it's always you know the powers that superman has yeah, because um, he's got almost everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you, and the you fact don't you don't think he's... ahead of time too. You don't really think, oh, he's weak to to kryptonite or right. He's yeah. weak to magic or because those are things that come later, you know. Yeah, or you or or you have to put him under this kind of sun, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so you yeah. could you know depower the shit out of him, but you could do all that to him. And somehow he'll find a way to win because he's yeah. Superman. Like he, he could be depowered and still win. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's it's... just like incredible. Like he's just like, and when this healer like just he saw in his mind like everything that Superman did like on a daily basis as he was like trying to heal him, he was like, oh my god, you know, I have to give my life to this man, and mm-hmm. he he like saw the little girl like she died you know and he's there to try to find out who the murder is and it's like oh my god i just can't i can't believe how well this is done i can't believe that tom king could work for me like on two extremes <laughs> like yeah he could write something that like it 
it just pierces me. Like when he did Batman Elmer Fudd, I I was I was blown away. I was like speechless because I just love the Looney Tunes. Like mm-hmm. I adore I grew up with all the cartoons. I've watched every single one of them. And to see like this Elmer Fudd and teaming up with Batman, I was just I was floored. I it just like and then he does like the Superman story and I'm just like this is genius. So he <laughs> like he, it's weird because there's no there's like sometimes I, I, I feel on the other side of the spectrum with him. Yeah. And, I and, think he uh I, I think he takes a lot of chances with with stories that he he um comes up with. You yes. know, like I, I think he takes a lot of risks. He does, uh, and I think I think sometimes he overthinks it, and I think sometimes he thinks of these Eisner awards. Like sometimes he's, tr- I think, I think the fact that he tries so hard, it sometimes seems that way to me instead of like it being like natural. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes when it just like flows, like it it hits the beats beats for me. It's like bang, 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 and I'm like, wow. Because yeah. this morning I just I just read his uh, Swamp Thing Winter Special for the mm-hmm. first time, and he he wrote it's it's really an incredible piece because he he wrote it and it, it it's such a strange story. Um, I'd I'd recommend reading it, but the, the the other thing that's fascinating it's like Len Wein's last story before he died, and he didn't even get to like. He had plotted it, and he gave it to the artist Kelly Jones to draw it, and Kelly Jones finished it, but it never—he never got to pen it, like to to write dialogue or captions for it. And then uh, they released it as a silent issue, and then huh. in the back matter they put Len Wein's script, like what oh, it wow. would what it would have been. And uh, I mean, you talk about a a creator that I don't know if you've ever met Len Wein, but no, I haven't. He, he has this like charisma about him. Like he, he's one creator that had this smile that would knock you on your ass. Like it was, <laughs> it was so fucking powerful. Like you would go to meet him and he would just be smiling and it, it was so genuine and welcoming. Yeah. And, uh, it, it they even have a picture of him, like in the D- some of the DC comics, that when he passed, you know, like this is Len Wein and had a full, and he's like smiling and he's doing that same damn smile, and it's yeah. like it's like this piercing smile that just hits you in the face, and it's like this guy lived, like that that fi- that smile wasn't fake, like you, mm-hmm. it couldn't be, it was so genuine and and powerful. And uh, like I, when I met him a couple times, I, I, I was just flabbergasted how, how happy he seemed. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't see creators like that all the time. Well, and especially too, because he, that's also impressive to see. I think because with him being a creator that's, that's, past his, you know, his, um, his prime output. Yeah. Um, you know, like, um, obviously, like, when he was, 
when he was, um, you know, working heavily at DC, um, you know, he would have been probably very popular at cons and whatnot. And, um, you know, he had, he had a lot of current work to, to promote. Whereas in recent years, he didn't have a whole lot of current work to promote, promote, but he's, uh, you know, obviously he's a legend, but the guys like that, um, um, you know, certain ones at least, um, that I've, you know, heard stories about or whatever just seem to, the guys like that seem to be more jaded and maybe a little bit more closed off. Yeah. And they don't look happy at the table. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But when I, I, he he blew me away. (laughs) I, I met him twice. I met him at, uh, uh, I'm trying San Diego Comic Con. That was the first time I met him. He was in the audience at a quick draw. He wasn't even part of the panel. <laughs> and uh I can't remember if it was Kyle Baker or if it was uh Sergio Aganis or one of them. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was uh Jack Kirby's intern. What's what is his name? Oh my god, I'm I'm forgetting it. I'm gonna have to type his name in he works on Gru with uh sergio he did crossfire in dna agents mark evanier oh so so like mark evanier was the like he was hosting the quick draw and and you had jim lee you had uh sergio aragonis sergio aragonis is incredible if you could ever see him in a panel (laughs) another another person that every word that he says will have you like laugh. Like he just, he's so genuine. He had me crying at the panel. Me and Bill were bawling because he was, <laughs> he, he, he was talking about working for mad magazine. And he was talking about like one of his happiest moments when he took some of the creators of mad magazine and he was spewing out the names to meet his mom and his mom cooked for, for them. Hmm. And, like he was remembering his mom and, and Sergio's like he started crying on the panel and like I'm there and I'm like bawling like I'm like ah because I, <laughs> I I wear my emotions on my sleeve like I don't hide it like a lot of people yeah I think Bill's better at it <laughs> but yeah Bill 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 like won't like tear up like I will but he know he he, he understands it like he he knows and he would but he's like tougher (laughs) where where me is i don't give a shit like if i i got that from my mom so like my dad will never cry i mean he did when he was an oxycodone but he he will never like when he was in pain and had that surgery he would get emotional but it was the drug my dad will like hide his emotions sort of like my brother so like my brother got a lot more of my dad's mannerisms and i got my mom's where my mom will just like She'll just like put her feelings right out there. That's what I do. So like mm-hmm. I'm there in the, <laughs> the convention and I'm like tears are just rolling down my face. You know, <laughs> Sergio's up there <laughs> and I'm crying. But he's incredible. Like he's just like funny and he he's like always upbeat, like incredibly upbeat. Yeah. Another person that is amazing to go talk to. And the way he, him and Mark Evanier play off of each other. 
it's just amazing. Like they've known each other for years. And yeah, Mark Evanier actually like interned with Kirby, so he's like fascinating. Like I went to a Kirby panel and he was the the moderator and he he, he had a bunch of people that like knew Kirby and it was just an amazing panel. Like I because I love Kirby. Like I I put Kirby on this like god pedestal like how did this man do all this stuff how did he (laughs) how did he create the entire dc marvel universe i have no idea yeah he was like a machine yeah and and to him it was work but i think he really enjoyed like the things that came out of his mind are freaking incredible and way ahead of its time yeah he just uh he yeah he he obviously he worked hard he worked harder than everybody else and he he just had a i mean he just had you know some amazing ideas and most of it most of it worked and yeah. became huge it's just sad that he couldn't see it become huge you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah he couldn't like he didn't get to like drive up in the red carpet, you know, as, as the movie yeah, was playing, like, like Avengers. Like Stan Lee did, yeah. Yeah, he, God, I wish he could have done that. I wish he could have seen it. Like, he he deserved more than than he got when he was alive. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Because he I, he probably never he probably never made much money at all. Yeah. And it's a shame because he was a creator that created until he died, you know? Yeah. And that was another thing Evanier talked about in his panel is like towards the end when his he, – he, he, he reminds me of my dad. Like they'll, they'll work until they die. That's just what they do. Like, yeah. And his wife had to tell Mark like – he can't do it because he would say he could. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he was when he was like down in his health, he he would say, "Yeah, I'll do it." But his wife would pull aside Mark and say, "I don't think he should do it." Like, yeah, he he's in pain or whatever, and you know. So Mark would he would listen to his wife and and not have him do it because mm-hmm. he knew about it. But it's it just these these people like if you could talk to like Mark Evanier, he knows so much of these stories, and that's what these panels like at the conventions are amazing. If you go to the right ones, like the, yeah. the George Perez Marv Wolfman, I was ca- I was crying in that one too because <laughs> yeah. I mean they just they they are amazing and the stories like I don't like to hear the story of like what is your favorite character. But yeah. when they get into like the stories of their life, like what it was like, and what it, uh, I'm like, holy, the, holy mackerel, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. And they they get into the stories of meeting certain people, and like one of the stories that George Perez was <laughs> with with Marv Wolfman is like, who is this asshole telling me what to do? <laughs> like, because <laughs> Marv Wolfman was an editor at the time at Marvel, and he was telling him. Man, you gotta draw backgrounds and you gotta draw this. You're... <laughs> and like George Perez is like, what does he know? <laughs> and he's like, 
you know, if it wasn't for, for Marv, I might not have become as popular as I did. So he, he actually did what Marv told him to do. Yeah. And he, he became one of the greatest comic artists in history. So yeah, it's, it's like these stories are just like amazing. It's great. Uh, it's great when you, <clears throat> it's great when you see creators like that who actually have like a lot of charisma, and they're they're easy, you know, they're easy to talk to, and they they really enjoy what they do, and they enjoy um, sharing what they do. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> There's uh, um, and yeah, and like you said, it, it's it's fascinating, um, to to hear about their lives also. Um, like one that, one that's always stood out to me was like, at least in recent years, was like when I heard about like Greg Capullo's um, background and his, you know, his kind of getting into comics and working for under Larry Hama yeah um at Marvel and and just just things like that are are really fascinating to to learn about and hear well so he's a he's fascinating because he's always done a like superb job but he was always like it seems like he drew more spawn than Todd McFarlane Yeah, and the, it, it's the, so weird though because he his style was so Todd McFarlane-ish that I don't think people realized. Yeah, shit, this is Greg Capullo. So like when he started doing Batman with Snyder, it's like he blew up. Like yeah, that that's finally when when he got what he deserved. Do you know what I mean? Which, yeah, which he is he funny. He, de- he deserved these lo- these fucking long ass lines way back oh, when he was oh. doing Spawn. Yeah, and, and and it's funny because, like, his yeah, his Batman is amazing, but his Spawn stuff, to me, blows that out of the water. I, I, it's, I, I agree. It's so much more it's detailed. So, the rendering is just so much more. You, you, you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, his Batman's and fantastic, but the his funny Spawn thing is, is amazing. Um, and speaking of his spawn stuff like being so amazing um like one of the things like i've heard him talk about is like when he was working for todd at image um i guess he had like a really bad drinking problem um like he was a bad alcoholic yeah um so during a lot of that he was um you know he was a huge alcoholic and he was struggling to get his work done basically, which is just amazing when you look at the quality of the work, the quality and the speed, you'd never know it. Yeah. Yeah. You would never, you would have never thought it. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, he's an incredible talent. These stories are just, God, it's just amazing. And, uh, like Len Wein, when I talked to him, there was no line. Like I, yeah. I the way they introduced him at the Sergio panels, Mark Evanier said, Hey, there's the creator of Wolverine and people didn't even know. Like yeah. this guy freaking created Wolverine and then everybody stood up and started clapping, you know? Yeah. But he was just sitting right there and nobody knew he was there. <laughs> I 
I the yeah I used to so I I follow I followed him on Twitter and I would love seeing the pictures of him yeah because he he'd post pictures of of him at cons you know with with different guys that he's worked with throughout the years and yeah like he just he looked super just super cool super down to earth like he'd always be wearing like a wolverine hat or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's a character and he, it just looks like he enjoyed it like he he didn't need to have the big lines do you know what i mean like he yeah to, to be there and just he knows what he did he didn't need to be congratulated <laughs> Yeah. Like like at the time I got to talk to him a lot was I, I don't remember the con but there was no line and he was there and it was like he was doing like a lot of the before Watchmen titles. Yeah. Like uh so I, I got to talk to him about the Watchmen and I talked to him for like half an hour and it was incredible. Mhm. And the whole the whole time I was there this big ass fucking smile like and it was <laughs> like man this is this is awesome. <laughs> Instead, well, you that's... you mostly see like creators like, okay, I'll sign it, and then you're off. Yeah. You know. It, and that's well, that's how I felt. Um, so, uh, um, not not this past year, obviously, but the year before um, at C two E two, I I got to talk with uh, Christopher Priest for quite a while. Yeah, that's and... awesome. <laughs> Cause he and he, he's a hell he, of a talent. Well, he's well, and he's one of the nicest guys ever. And he, like like you said, he had he had no line, and um, which I couldn't believe. Like I couldn't believe he had no line. And I so I stood there and talked to him for probably twenty minutes, and just had just amazing sense of humor. Like he was telling me stories about, um, you know, writing, writing the original quantum and Woody and, um, just, just, you know, like he was telling stories about getting into like legal trouble, like on certain (laughs) issues with quantum and Woody. And, uh, Oh God, I would have loved to hear these stories. Working with yeah, and like I guess like the editor at the time was Fabian Nasiza. Yeah, that was the and, acclaim, uh, the claim years. Yeah, yeah, and like how he he would always be getting calls from Fabian, like getting in trouble for different things he was putting <laughs> in issues. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, and and he like he's he's such a prolific creator, like I. That I couldn't believe, like in a city like Chicago, like no, there's no line for him, and I'm just standing there, like listening to him tell stories, and he was just super cool, super nice. Um, and his his work yeah. is well thought of, especially like his Black Panther run, and he's been in oh, the yeah. business forever because his oh, name used to be James Osley. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like he was doing early Marvel work like a long time ago, and, and his and, uh, his Green Lantern work too. Yeah, and we just talked yeah. about the Ray. He did the Ray. Yeah, he did, he did some of it. Yeah, yeah. And he did like Justice League Task Force. He did a lot of stuff. I mean, 
his quantum and Woody though, man, woof, that was funny. It, it was amazing because that book had heart, it had emotion, and it had humor, and, and he he was able to juggle it all. Well, and it, it it's funny it's funny to think about it now because like some of the like if you go back and read some of those issues like I can't believe some of the things he got away with. <laughs> and not only that, but like there's like that urinal scene as <laughs> a classic. Well, in nowadays like nowadays it people are so sensitive about everything. Yeah. And, and especially like comic fans and movie fans like get mad at everything and especially like him being a a black creator yeah um you i mean he could get i mean you could see he'd get a ton of blowback nowadays for some of that stuff and it just makes you appreciate it even more when you see like some of the stuff he was writing about <laughs> then in the early 90s well even black panther because he had that he had a sense of humor because of the the idiot fbi guy or whatever his <laughs> yeah name, ross yeah. or whatever his ross, name was yeah, yeah i think it was ross he was the, he was the the comic relief if you've ever had one he, yeah he, he, he like wasn't heroic or anything he was just he was just there <laughs> Yeah, those are those are yeah, those are so good too because um well, and those are written very similarly to like how he wrote Quantum and Woody. It's it's written like very cinematic. Uh just like Deathstroke too. Like that yeah, that's yeah, where he established like, like he put yeah. those one-word blurbs and then like tell you two pages worth of story and then you'd get another word and then it would take you it would shift you in time or it's almost like a like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the way it's uh, structured. Yeah. Well, that turned into some interesting discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We went from Swamp Thing all the way to like all these different creators. Yeah. But uh Len Wein was incredible. I wish I could have uh learned more about him. If there's ever like a uh a Len Wein tribute. I would love to see that in like a panel. Yeah. Because he just seemed like he he seemed classical. The the other woman I I love to talk to is Louise Simonson or, or uh, Walt. They mm-hmm. they're usually together. They're they are so friendly, like incredible. It 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 it. That's weird with creators though. Like you could meet like these incredibly nice people that want to be there and then you can re- meet creators that are going through the motions and they almost like don't want to yeah. be there you know yeah yeah and i've had and you can't let I've, it you can't let it get to you because you you enjoy their work so you got to consider hey well yeah i might not have had a good ex- personal experience but i still they they provide me joy, you know, so I I can't take it personally. Yeah, and well, and I always think too, because I've had a couple of those experiences too. But I always think, you know, afterwards, I always think, well, if it was me in that situation, I'd I'd probably be a jerk too, because it's you know it's it's you know three or four really long days of meeting hundreds and hundreds of people. 
you know. That's true. It's a lot of people, and you don't know where you are in the queue. You know, right? Like something yeah. bad could have happened right before, and you just happen to be the next person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But with Len, that never a problem. <laughs> just this big ass smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Well, on that note, we can wrap this one up. And yeah. uh, you can reach us at dcnoisepodcast.com. On the Twitter machines, you can reach Kyle at uh, kpettit5. And I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. And what else? I think that's it. On Facebook, we're DC Noise Podcast. Click the li- the like button and you can follow all the episode threads there. And uh, participate in the polls. Uh, they're fun. I like them. Yeah, I like I to see too. what people pick. Because uh, I, I, I even like picking selections. Because <laughs> I have my own reasons for doing it. Yeah, I I have I'll be really curious to see how how <clears throat> how this comic poll uh finishes because I have no idea what people are going to pick. In this particular one, I have yeah. no idea. If I had to guess, I'd say Batman Beyond, but <laughs> I, that's just a wild yeah, a wild guess. Like it it's so hard to tell with these titles. Yeah. Like if we pick something like big, I think that would win. But we picked a lot of sort of but it could, stuff. It could depend on the it could depend on the the timing too, because like with Legion. With Legion coming up, yeah, adventure comics could be big, so yeah. Yep. Never know. Or if people want us to keep going on with Manhunter, who knows? Yeah, and and we know there's a couple people that have been asking about that, so yeah. And who knows if they have a BKV fan, they want to read Swamp Thing. Yeah. Because they yep. love uh, the the stuff he's doing with uh, Fiona Staples in Saga or something. I don't know. Paper <laughs> Girls. Yeah. All right. Well, we can wrap this up, and that was fun. I, I enjoyed this. This, uh, especially this creator talk. It was. It was yeah, a lot it was of. Good. It was off the cuff, and it was uh, very entertaining. Yeah. For me, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I just, I just love creators when they're like, they tell stories. That's that's cr- great that you had this Pris- Christopher Priest experience. Oh yeah, I mean it was that was definitely the highlight of my uh, C2E2 that year. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, none of the other none of the other creators I talked to were nearly as open. Yeah, you know who uh, is also amazing to to meet is Ramona Freyden. Oh my God, she's incredible. Yeah, I, I've heard you talk about her before, and I've also I've seen um, pictures when you've posted pictures. Oh uh, my God, I I just I I love her. I love her. Like she's just an incredibly nice woman, and her art is amazing. And I love the way she does commissions because she pre draws things. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so she's not doing it at the con. And so she's got this smorgasbord of commissions on the on the table. And you can, wow. like, go through them. And she's got, like, her $20 pile and her $80 pile and her $100 pile. And you could just go through them and figure out which one you like. That's cool. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome. And she's just so nice, like, incredibly amazing. And then yeah. there's my favorites, like Tom Scholey and and Andrew Peepoy mm-hmm. and Shannon Gallant. Like, I could sit there and talk to <laughs> Shannon about, like, Buck Rogers and Charlie's Angels for, like, hours. We'll just be there, like, talking about episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just blast. And we're talking while he's drawing a commission, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so there's some great, great talent and conventions are amazing and if you're there with friends like it's even like it makes like the experience like so much more amplified like mm-hmm. I love going to Heroes Con like I, I I just adore it and uh Baltimore C2E2 was a lot of fun this last year because I a lot of friends that I've met through podcasting are there yeah. Yeah. So it's it's always a good time. Well, you have a good night and enjoy your last day off. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to make the most of it. Yeah, I am too. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do chores tomorrow to catch up, but because I've had a lot of fun and screwing around the the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw you got to eat some good looking food today. Yeah, Barb wanted to go to this place downtown that has, like, breakfast and lunch chicken things, like, on a biscuit. It's very unusual. It looked amazing. Yeah, it it tasted really good. And then they had pizza, too. And I did – I I like, Barb, I want to try this pizza because it was, like, New York-style pizza. But it was, like, freaking huge. It was the biggest New York-style pizza slice I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I kept on watching because usually with the New York style pizza, they're like so big that you have to like fold them. Yeah. And I was just entertained by watching a girl across the way eat a pizza <laughs> that it looked like she needed both hands to wrap around <laughs> as she devoured it. And it was incredible. <laughs> and she didn't fold it. That's what I, I've never seen a person not fold it. So I was like in awe. I was like, I want mm. one of those so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i was full and then we had like the crazy ass ice cream place one oh, of those man. pretentious places that oh i'll stick anything on a cone <laughs> I <was just> yeah like... <laughs> yeah and they're all yep. owned by the same company like they have just all these weird restaurants there oh wow huh yeah that's interesting. We went downtown, and I don't usually go there often because I don't. I hate parking downtown. Yeah. Hmm. I hate to park in meters and all that kind of crap, and then try to find it or, or a parking garage. <laughs> and pay yeah. For it. Yep, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like to avoid all that. But it's usually. Like downtown where they have like these obscure and places you want to try. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your uh, your Monday. I, I yep, know I you will. You too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, take care, Kyle. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Nice talking to you, Mike. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.